Welcome to the Rajat Tech Show number one podcast in Dubai. And of course, it's a special episode of Algo, a lot going on, our wrap up of the week. Joining me as always, fresh from waking up deep inside Chris Brown's body is Alex. What's up? Yes, uh, it's good to have you on the show. No Vic this week, unfortunately, he's on holiday. Yeah. But it's also another unfortunate week in the sense that we've got some sad stuff to talk about. So if you're looking on the screen right now, you'll be able to see all of our talking points. You'll also see them in our show notes. We're going to get straight into it today um, because it's something we need to talk about. And obviously, um, probably better to get it out of the way at the beginning, way before we do out and about in Dubai. Uh, unfortunately, this week, Maya, who many of you have seen on the show and many of you have visited at my home, passed away. And uh, it was an extremely sad time. On Tuesday evening, we were working here mm -hmm. at the house. And over the last couple of weeks, her kidneys have become more swollen. Her ability to walk and climb mm -hmm. has deteriorated a lot. She's a Persian cat. She was, we're guessing, 17 years old. She was adopted as a distressed animal. And yeah, like, you know, Persian cats do have typically hereditary issues when it comes to some sort of polycystic uh, things that happen on top of the kidneys. And, uh, and, it, and it got the best, better of her. She's had a lot of treatment. Um, Alex and I have actually administered intravenous on her or tried to many yeah. times just to get more water into her body to circumvent her kidneys as we were instructed by her vets. And we've, you know, she spent a lot of time at the vets and been quite sick, but it looks like it came together pretty quickly. And it was really sad. Um, on Tuesday night when we dropped her off, we had a couple of options. I took the option of hospitalizing her. And then the next morning I got a call at 10 past seven saying, hey, she's her, her vitals aren't looking good. You should probably come in and we should have a conversation about her quality of life. So I did go in, I saw her in a kennel. Um, she seemed cool to be honest, kind of played with my brain a little bit. Uh, she was lying down, she definitely couldn't stand up. She had uh, IV put in one of her legs. Um, and then and then I, you know, we were told that this is the decision you're gonna probably have to make. They said we might be able to inject some red blood cells the way that athletes get. Um, mm. But then I got a call back from another vet, a more senior vet saying, listen, she wouldn't even survive those red blood cells doing what they need to do because they take a few days. Mm. So we really feel like it's, a, you know, it's time to let her go and be merciful. So what's really interesting about this whole process um, is, have you, have you ever put a pet down? You've had pets, right? Um, no. You've got First two pets, cats at yeah, the moment. Yeah, two cats yeah. at the moment, but that's it. But never had to, like, obviously, you know, not to put them down. But no. it's it's a crazy thing. Like, there's a, a logic behind it. And mm. me as a non-pet guy, I actually didn't know any of this stuff. Mm. So I want to give a massive shout out to everybody who, who, who's, who has pets, who um, kind of coached me and comforted me during this time. But basically what happens is when, a, when an animal's going to go, it, it seems like it kind of nests. Mm. It prepares itself yeah. for its transition. And so I was really shocked. I was like, you know, when I took her to the vets, I was like, you know, she can walk and she can do stuff. She's mm -hmm. definitely not going to like win any Olympic medals, but mm. she's, she's able-bodied, it seemed. And the next morning she was just lying on her side and that was a wrap. So I was like, well, how did this happen? If I'd not brought her, like surely we could have avoided this. And um, they were like, look, look they, they don't, they're not going to display the behavior of passing when they're at home because they're in their natural environment. So they're just doing what they're doing. They've got their routines. They kind of imagine themselves in the wild and they've got their like defenses as it mm -hmm. were. Um, but when she came here, wh when she went to the vets, that's when she settled into it and she kind of prepared herself for passing. Mm. And then another thing that's kind of messed up, and I'm saying all this for people that are new pet owners or, 
or you know, hopefully you never find yourself in this situation, but once the passing is inevitable, you've then got a couple of options. If that animal was to pass away in the wild, it would just find a tree or somewhere yep. and settle, then it would go and you know, it'll wait for uh, a heart attack or you know something like that. Obviously her kidneys were failing, so we know with humans when your kidneys fail, then something else fails and something else fails and eventually you have a, a shutdown. And they told me that that can take six to eight hours and it's really uncomfortable. Really? We were lucky that we didn't really see her um, meowing in pain or anything like that. She She seemed super chill. That's good. And um, and then you know, and then off off she went. You know, we shout out to Sheena, very dear family friend, who came along and and sat with us. And a massive shout out to everybody who came on the Zoom call that spent a lot of time with her, my family, and um, they were all just you know kind of upset and crying naturally. And uh, and then we kind of you know had to let her go. And I was there, and she I was like stroking her and like making sure that she was super comfortable. We had like a little candle burning and she was on the verge of going to sleep before the mm. injection passed in. By the way, the injection looks like something from a Marvel comic. It's like bright green. Really? Yeah, there's no like, there's no like mistaking it for something that's not like a poison, not poison, but like a strong anesthetic, yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so then, you know, I was holding her head and her heart. And um, and then it went in, and they said normally it takes 20 to 30 seconds to do what it needs to do. Uh, in her case, it was about two. And the vet said, look, she was ready to go. Like, she would have mm -hmm. gone to sleep and passed. So you literally were, you could see her eyes closing like she was going to sleep anyway before the injection was put in. So mm -hmm. the timing was just right. And um, I did try to all of the people that kind of, like, spent time with her here. I did try to reach out to people on an individual basis after it happened. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like the amount of people that know her and the amount of people that showed her mad love on Instagram and stuff like that, this is the first way they're going to find out. So I'm sorry yeah. about that because it's very sad. Um, and she had a lot of love. And what was interesting about that cat as well, happened with me, happened with Vic and a few others, is that when you first, if you're not an animal person, when you first meet an animal, you're like, ah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But she was like a puppy in a cat's body. And she was very, very friendly, as you know, mm -hmm. um, keen to sit on you if you'd yeah, like yeah always um even i remember the first times we'd come she when we were working on this table she would just get up chill with us yeah it's good sit by the laptop get some yeah. heat off your yeah, laptop exactly um she had no issue in terms of walking in front of the camera when i'm on no. a zoom call uh or anything like that and she was just an amazing cat and the timeline with her is that about eight years ago my sister brought her home she was she had some definitely some medical issues she was mistreated by a previous owner my sister took care of all that had her for three to four years, and then me and my former girlfriend had her, and she lived with us for, you know, a couple of years. And then once my former girlfriend moved back to, uh, at the beginning of COVID to be with her mum, then literally I was locked down with the cat. There was no like, oh, you feed her or you look after mm. her, or drop her off here, drop her off there. We were stuck in the house, and uh, it was at that point where I was like, I realized that you can't actually like. I always liked her, you know, like it was cool. But then you know when you realize like, okay, I'm watching Netflix. She's come to sit next to you. Maybe she's taking some heat off your body or something mm. like that. So it's like, it's a weird thing because they're, they, you kind of, the Venn diagram with your love for an animal is like, it's a little bit like a child because it's dependent on you. Mm -hmm. But then it's also giving you the kind of love that you don't get from people because it's not, it's kind of agendaless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they have an agenda, which is food. Yeah. But that's about it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's, it's not as if they're trying to do a deal or, you know, work <laughs> on a brand or something. It's like, yeah. they're, they're kind of innocent and uh, selfless in that sense. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, really awful. And, you know, the day of us, I was really upset, super upset. 
a lot of tears, um, a lot of thinking like, what could I have done to prolong her life longer? Um, a lot of, even there was one point where I texted my uh, sister and brother-in-law who are in Bali right now. My sister used to obviously have her before and I was like, I think if I take her out the vets for a couple more days, I think I can nurse her back to life. And you started, I started having all these kind of like wild thoughts, mm. but, but what I did do, which I will give myself credit for, which is ultra smart is I actually, they said, you know, you can come down 15 minutes earlier if you want, say your goodbyes. And I was like, no, I want to come down an hour early. And then I rang back straight away and said an hour and a half. And then I just wasn't able to concentrate or focus at home. Yeah. So then I went two and a half hours early. And it was at that point that I spent time with her. I cradled her. I noticed that her arms and legs were straight. Cats don't normally chill with their arms and legs straight. Mm. So I was like, okay, her motor function is going. She, she couldn't she couldn't really be stood up mm. as such. And her joints were very, very loose. Almost like kind of felt like some of her like joints were kind of like broken, but they weren't. But because she could still grip me. And... um and yeah, and so I may kind of made peace with the fact that there's not going to be a quality of life after this. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then we got it done. So yeah, man, sorry to everybody who's found out. There's a lot of people that would come over. I think my boy Kish was the last guest that she had and definitely my girl Rita yeah. last weekend before we went mm -hmm. out or two weekends ago. Uh, they came and showed a mad love, but so many people have been to the house. People add coming to my house as part of their trip to Dubai to come and meet Maya. Um, because she was ultra cute. Uh, we know during this whole bit, we'll put up some pictures yeah, yeah, here for and sure. there, you know what I mean? Um, but she was, she had the, the tendencies of a puppy. She was very, very loving, mm -hmm. very, very cool with like being close up and being cuddled and whatnot. And she, yeah. at times, there was a period of time during COVID where, you know, if you just put your arm out, she would like put her head under your hand and just mm. stroke herself. Like she would just rub her head under your hand. So really terrible, man. Really uh, an awful yeah. time. So we have to think about a way of uh, sending her off. Mm. Maybe a Maya jam. Maybe we have a Maya party. Should. Get some That'd mugs made. Yeah. Get some merch made and just like celebrate. Right. Yeah, real sad. So yeah. the, the hardest week I've had in a long time, I've had, you know, three or four significantly close family members pass away. Uh, no one from the immediate family, thank God, but but very, very close. And uh, and weirdly, this was like harder than all that. It was even It was even more painful like excruciatingly so i remember like feeling like my body was on fire in the day really? as i was like oh my god you know i've got this many hours left i've got this many hours left mm. and then after it happened uh, my body was just very numb so yeah and i realized as well i was like she's going at 5 30 but she's here now and it really snapped me into the present mm. and i was like even if i just cradle her for two and a half hours then that's time in the present and it was yeah. at that time in the present that I actually got to understand where her body was mm. and where it could and couldn't go. And also I got a whole bunch of time with the vet that had actually suggested that she go. And that vet had a different energy to the vet that we'd been working with. She was a little bit more senior and a little bit more concise okay. in the way that she communicated. She wasn't unprofessional at all. She was, she was just, she was just very used to this and, mm. you know, was, was much, was much more clear, um, about, what should happen next. And that kind of is a bit difficult to hear on the phone. Mm -hmm. But then she was so kind because she then came and sat with me for 10 minutes whilst I was with her really? and really broke it down. That's like good. In, in a in the same way, but I think just having more time to talk to her mm -hmm. and more back and forth and us being, you know, me, her and the cat being together. Yeah. Kind of yeah, helped yeah. me, come, you know, make terms with it. So, um, so I want to give an early shout out to uh, Dr. Guy Benyon, who spent a lot of time with her and the whole team at Umsakim Veterinary Center. There was so many people that, uh, showed her love and um she was popular there yeah 
Oh. All cats, I think. Yeah, all I think animals are all animals, yeah. You know, when, when vets see them and when vet, veterinary staff see them. But um, but yeah, she was popular. She had a she had a way of like snatching your heart away. Mm. You see the way that like, even the other day, like Vic said like, oh, she's not really messing with me anymore. You know, because she's getting yeah, a little bit older, yeah. a little bit iller and her personality was starting to become a bit more conservative. But it was at that time that she felt like she heard him mm. and um, she went and sat next to his laptop. And uh, and yes, that's all we say. So, um, you know, rest in peace to Maya. Amazing cat. Taught me a lot. Definitely like took out some of my rough edges. I'd say people say when they come to Dubai, they were like, you've softened up. They were like, <laughs> you know, they think this life and the views and all that softens you up. But I actually think actually having a cat soften me up took some of the, the, the G element away. So, um, so shout out to her and um, you know, when when she did pass, like I said, she was falling asleep anyway. The it happened very, very quickly. Definitely felt like it was painless. A couple of hiccups after mm. she went. They say she might pulse a little bit. She'd like five or six of them, so she kept the show going, which was pretty interesting and cool and interesting. And uh and she passed away with her tongue out. So everybody who knows mm. Maya knows, oh I love a cute little tongue and yeah. so she kept it consistent and then I closed her eyes, we said our prayers and uh off we went and um just in the last 24 hours since she's been gone um i've got i normally have like two towels mm -hmm. on rotation um because if you, because of like gym and walking and all mm -hmm. that you, know, you shower twice a day yeah so i always have this <laughs> i have this one towel that for the last week or so i'm like yeah it's time to throw this towel in the wash and put another second towel in place i'm like i think this is the one i've been using after i like have a workout or whatever a workout mm -hmm. shower but you know when you've when you've burnt some calories and you've showered you're still kind of hot your body's yeah, still yeah, kind yeah, of emitting yeah, yeah, yeah. a certain type of energy or like like heat or perspiration mm -hmm. so i was like so I, I was like oh man and just yesterday i was like oh this is the towel i'm like i'm absolutely gonna put it in the wash now because it felt like it'd been three four days too long mm -hmm. and uh and then i was like man i was like do i really smell this bad and then i was like and i smelled the towel i was like it's her urine. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, she, she's peed on the towel. <laughs> and I've been patting myself down with it for over a week after showering. After showering. <laughs> so, uh, so if I'm wondering uh, why, uh, why everyone's found me repulsive for the last week, <laughs> I now know, aside from other cats. No, I'm not joking. So, so there was that. And also um, the other night, which was probably our, our last night having meaningful time together, um, you know, I do feel like I could have done a better job in terms of like, you know, caring for her, but you can only care as much as your capacity allows while still being able to like go out and pay the bills and whatnot. But like, I feel like there was a lot of times in the last few months where um, I know that she needed time and she wanted attention. I was out of the house a lot. Mm. So even though I needed to sleep, I would, sometimes I'd be in bed and then I'd just come back out here, throw my head on that pillow. Yeah and just lie down because I know that she likes to climb on my chest and lie next to me. And the other day we were recording the Will Smith episode. Mm -hmm. And so I had a black hoodie on that day. Yeah. So I took the black hoodie off because it was too heavy and I had nothing on underneath the hoodie. I was just lying topless on the couch. And she obviously jumped onto the couch and then tried to jump on me. And when she tried to jump on me because her strength wasn't as good, like she wasn't even able to get into a cat litter box mm. sometimes. It took her a bit of gripping to get hold on, mm -hmm. get hold of me and climb up onto my chest. And she's actually left like a huge cut yeah, under my yeah. peck. Really? So yeah, so that yeah. was a nice little farewell present as well. Mm -hmm. So, yep, dabbing, you know, drying myself down with her dry urine <laughs> and a scar under my, uh, under my heart. So, well, literally here. So, yeah. uh, so that's it, man. What else to say? Tough, right? Yeah, very tough indeed. 
And uh, yeah, for anybody who wants to like, uh, you know, wants to just say what's up or whatever you can do, I'm on DMs. Uh, I'm sure that once this goes out, a lot of people will hit me up. So, yeah. so thanks in advance for everybody who's done that. And thank you so much to everybody who was like there the day of, the day after, you know, everything has been, a lot of people have been very supportive. I'm not an animal person. I received a lot of coaching and good guidance on that. So I'm super grateful. Too many names to mention. And um, yeah, let's move on to uh, to to lighter things. Mm-hmm. She's not on the episode today. I'm sure yeah. she jumped on the table if she did, because we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. There yep. is, is a week we've had a lot going on. So what's up next? Up next is Out and About in Dubai. And first is Ma- Mazi and Pavan event this yes. week, last weekend. Uh, yes. Yeah. So we wrapped the show last weekend. Uh, yep. And then in the evening, we wrapped Algo last week on Friday. And in the evening, we went to the album launch of LDN YC DXB. No. It is. LDN NYC. That's what D- I just said. Yeah. No, you said YC, I think. You missed the N. But it's fine. Same, same. LDN YC. Oh. Ah, fair, fair, fair. Yeah. My bad. It's going to be a tough <laughs> life. Right? Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. You're going to really need to like hit the gym and work on these looks if that's... Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so, yeah. So, LDN NYC. Um, so, it's an album launch party. And uh, it was over in God knows what part of Dubai, like the north somewhere. Near the airport. Near the airport. Um, in a super, like, kind of like grimy venue that you'd get in, like, London. Mm. Or New York. Actually, I get it now. I understand now why they chose <laughs> that venue. Great, great. So, um, so yeah. So, it was organized by both the artists themselves. Uh, so, Pavan, who is one half of Foreign Beggars. Unfortunately, his the other half has passed away recently. And then my dear friend, Mazi, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. who uh, is... A, I mean, I've always known he can rap and I've always heard his records. But what was interesting is it was the first time seeing Mazi perform live. Live. Yeah. I saw Pavan perform solo at Soul DXP. Okay. Or he actually he may have been part of Foreign Beggars. Um, but I just remember like him being incredible. Mm. He's one of the best MCs on the planet. And that's really? that's a lot to say considering how many great MCs there are out mm-hmm. there. But just considering that he's just like water, he can just adapt to whatever mm-hmm. music's being played, small crowd, big crowd. I mean, I remember like, and, and weird, weirdly, because me and Pavan became friends after his rap career. Like he's still a rapper, of course, and a musician. But, you know, there's a time in the early 2000s where he was like, you know, huge really? rapper. Yeah, like That's he's a massive, massive rapper, like respected, award-winning media coverage. Like, you know, I, I never knew what, what Foreign Beggars was when I was growing up, but I just knew that you'd always hear their name mm. when huge UK rap acts were mentioned and um, and he was just so dope and then actually it was their, their first time performing together mm, okay. and uh, you can see some footage on the screen right now let's just run a bit of clip yep So on the audio version, you'd heard some of that fun. On video version, you'd have seen some of the clips. And um, yeah, man, it was just it was just an incredible show. And there was a bunch of brilliant people there. You know, they collaborated with Tamar Ali, who's a, a local music industry guy. Mm. And he did a great job putting this event together and hosting it. Let me give a shout out to some of the people that I met there as well on the night. So, oh, right. My friend Eric Brunez was in the house, who's a music producer, mm. moved to the UK. He was here when I first moved to the country. So it was great to see him. Shout out to... Aaron and Lukey from The Recipe. And um, Fresidente was on the turntables. Didn't get a chance to say what's up to him, but shout out to him. 
and our friends Rav and Amrita. And so Amrita is DJ Rav, who came on here. Yes. His little sister. Oh. She's a stylist, yeah. And she okay, styled sick. on some I of his videos. Yeah, and okay. Rav is her husband. He's a cool cat as well. So we got a chance to kick it a little bit on the night. And uh, a really good party now. Of course, I can speak about this as much as I want, but for you... Mm, I thought it was sick. Even even my friend Nick, we both said it was a, it was a, it was a dope night. Because we went in there not knowing what to expect because, I mean, I, I had never heard any of the artists performing their music and neither um, did my friend Nick. And it was kind of like just walk in there and just feel the vibe and see how it goes. Mm. But it was an overall amazing night. Yeah, what you saw that night was two incredible MCs. Mm. Like, yeah, you can tell, you can tell. Yeah, there was a yeah. point where they had this young kid from Manchester come on and for some reason or another, his backing track was not playing. Yeah. Uh, there was an issue with the USB. And what was incredible is that Pavan and Mazi, whose show it was, who were meant to headline, mm -hmm. they went on early. Yeah, early. Just and just started freestyling, freestyling all the beats yeah, yeah, just, to get, just to keep the energy up. Yeah. And what was incredible about that, and it just shows the craftsmanship and the showmanship, is that at the end of when they were doing it and they were ready to hand over back to this young rapper who was the opener, mm -hmm. the opener, they said... Pavan goes, sorry, that was my fault, as in our fault. We should have checked the USB, but here it is. And what he didn't do is he didn't let this moment deflate the room mm. so that this poor young guy's got to come on and take the room from a minus yeah, upwards. Because yeah, yeah. Fresidente is a great DJ. He was DJing, so he kept the, he took it to the place where the opening act was supposed to come on. Mm -hmm. But when these issues happened, it went down a little bit. Pavan took it up here and really gave this young yeah, kid yeah, a, yeah. Good, a good starting yeah, it was, place. Yeah, it was sick. And um, Mazi was incredible as well. And then... Um, and, and what, you see, what you see from Mazi as well is you've got two different things. From, from Pavan, you saw like the MC, mm -hmm. like throw on whatever beat and we'll just chew it up. Like it was like proper, like hard ass, like London style rapper. And then with Mazi, you saw like the dancing, the breaking, you know, there's a mm. bit, there's this, the, my favorite bit of the night was when Mazi was like dancing and he flicked the hat by yeah, mistake the hat, off his yeah, head. Yeah. And then Pavan picked it up, put it on his head yeah. and took his hat off and put it on Mazi's head, which was a true like London, Dubai, yeah. NYC. Like it was yeah. that, that moment epitomized it. And also what was really funny as well is that um, there was this other moment where, you know, they were talking about the fact that it was their first time performing together and they'd known each other. They'd see each other in different cities around mm -hmm. the world and say what's up to each other. And then there was a point where I tried to like reintroduce them at Seoul. We're at Seoul DXB, yeah? And Rock's Contention introduced us. Like three times, we're like, bro, we know each other, you get me? This is the first time me and Mazi have ever been on stage together, ever. Yeah? He's like, he's like, yo, let's do this EP. I'm like, all right, he came to Dubai, we did an EP, like a year ago, recorded it, he fucked off. I'm like, all right, cool, what do these videos? So the backstory behind that moment is that Mazi, I've always known of Pavan, like people have told me around the city, like you and him should meet and get along, and his mm. brothers are really cool. Shout out to Nikki, his brother, and there was another brother on stage that did a stage dive. It was brilliant. And um, and he uh, he said, yo, you guys should meet. So what happened was, I'm the consumer networker, and I'm just in default mode when I'm at places like this. We're at Soul DXB. Mazi introduced me to Pavan. Then Mazi went off to do what he does. Mm -hmm. Me and Pavan get to talking. We get along straight away. And then Pav Mazi comes back. And I didn't realize in that moment, I forgot that Mazi introduced mm. us. So I'm talking to Pavan. And I go, Pavan, have you met Mazi? And Mazi goes, I literally just introduced you guys a few minutes ago. So now it's who gets their shit off first. 
When mm. I see them, I try and introduce them to each other. But as soon as I walked in, you might have seen, Pavan was like, yo, I introduced you to my yeah, friend Mazzy. Yeah, yeah. And then Mazzy goes, I introduced you to my friend Pavan. And I was like, you both just, <laughs> yeah. I just got like verbally <laughs> double teamed at that point, which, which, uh, which is cool. It's a nice little in-joke that we've got. So great job to them. Yeah. Well done indeed. Then of course, next night was Saturday. Yeah, uh, I hit up a few bars here and there. Yeah, and in between, I went over to Femfest. So well done to uh, Megatronic, who's a local artist who put that together, and um, just popped my head in. I think I probably missed the peak of the night. Mm. Which what is time a bit did of you a shame. go? Uh, probably around one. Okay, yeah, pretty yeah. late. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it was it was nice, and there was a DJ playing, and they they emptied out the space at One Oak. No, not One Oak. One Life Cafe. Where is that? Oh, I'm in, in D3. In D3, yeah, yeah. 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 And the, we went for breakfast there once. We did. Yeah, um, during downtown Dubai, uh, no, uh, what was it called? Um, where we went with, uh, with, um, for his event there. Yeah, we did. We went for a meeting there. So, uh, great venue, amazing space. Yeah, yeah, it's licensed sick. as well. Upstairs, there was a whole bunch of space. And, um, yeah, I actually went to see my girl Varshavin perform, but I super missed it. Mm. And then, um, but yeah, it was a cool vibe. So shout out to Sophie from D3. And I also saw Haiku as well, okay. who you met yep. backstage at Russell's show. Oh, by the way, Russell's announced a show. Where? Oh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll give. It's in. Um, it's here for Dubai Comedy Festival. Oh. And it is on twelfth of May. Okay. And it's part of Dubai Comedy Fest. So nice. Kind of like head online and find that. I believe the website is DubaiComedyFest.ae or DubaiCalendar.com or Ticketmaster.ae. Mm. Um, yeah. So so Haiku was there. Good vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, passed through there. Then went back to a, another bar and just kicked it, jammed out for a little while. And then Stop. a bit of an early one that night because I was super exhausted from the night before. Yeah, it was it, the night before was tough. You it was guys, long. You, you actually had a chance where you could actually do the white boy raging thing. <laughs> like you were actually able to just like, there was a mosh pit and I could see you. It was like, I'm home, I'm home. I need to get in there. Why did you not mosh? Bro, I'm not about that mosh pit life. You are, dude. Uh, no, may, maybe, maybe in like when I'm in uni, but not right now. Is to it. You do want to pre-mosh. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Maybe yeah. when I get into it, but not right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was, it was, was such a cool vibe. And, it was. And it was, you know, so well done to them. Superb event. And, you know, you absolutely, if they perform together, you should absolutely go see them. And yeah, if you yeah, ever yeah. see them individually, you should go see them because it was a masterclass in hip-hop. Mm. Like, really, really incredible. And then afterwards, they played a whole bunch of drum and bass and grime. And, mm, you know, yeah. Pavan kept on just rhyming over beats. Yeah. And, Throwing his brother off stage and into a crowd. <laughs> I've got that clip as well. I need to show it to you. So, uh, so that was good. But you know, and then obviously Maya passing derailed the little the week a little bit, and there wasn't really yeah. much either side of that. But what we did decide to do yesterday. But wait, I went to Amazonico. Last oh, sorry. Weekend. Let's get into Saturday. Yeah, Amazonico. So you went for dinner. Yeah, I went for dinner with my dad and my stepmom and Nick, uh-huh. my friend. Um, and then after that, we decided to go to the rooftop. Nice rooftop. S- yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a small area, but. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. It got we got there pretty early, but once once it hits like eleven thirty, twelve, like popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at some point like we couldn't even move. How, like full full. How many how many hobnobs out of five <laughs> would you give it? Uh four. Four. Four, four hobnobs out of five. <laughs> <laughs> you could also split them you could actually do right like four, four and, and a half, half. <laughs> or four and a half yeah <laughs> yeah okay so yeah um, big big shout out to amazon eco yeah then. no no it's really sick stayed yeah. there till they kicked us out three fifteen. wow yeah that's where me i think that's where your name first got mentioned to me because me you your dad no me your dad and paula mm-hmm. your stepmom went there for lunch one day mm. and then i think that's when they mentioned that 
you were like around and I was like, and then I think after that, me and you met. Yeah. So yeah, cool. So good. Shout out to Amazon Eco. I've been yeah, there for, I've taken clients there for business lunches. I've it's never cool. been to their business lunch. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's very cool. They also have yeah. one in London as well. So, so that was good. The DJ was good. What was the DJ's name? DJ's name, Stacy. Stacy what? Stacy, I don't know her last name. Are you just going to put a video footage yeah, up on I'll, the screen? Yeah, I'll, I'll put some video so footage. So we've just now got this hot DJ who's on screen <laughs> and we don't know a name other than Stacy. Well, Stacey. sorry, Stacy. This guy's an intern. He's still not managed to get all of your, your details, but, but shout out to her. I'll I'm put sure her Instagram up as well. Yeah, I'm sure she did a great job. Yeah, she indeed. did. And then, uh, but the, the big thing of the week, for sure, uh, like I said, either side of, uh, of the Myers passing was a bit, of, a bit of a sunken energy. But one thing that we kind of couldn't really let pass was expo closing party last yesterday last night last, la, yeah Lee, last night of last expo. night after, it was after six months yeah so what was interesting is when we put the clip out about expo on social media yeah a lot of people were like no no it's incredible you should go and they yeah. kind of gave me like pre-fomo i was like <laughs> once it's gone it's gone and yeah, i think i'm gonna is. have like remorse of like not going just one last time you know one last time yeah. well not one last time for me it was my second time true <laughs> <laughs> and the indian in me was like i don't want to waste the money that i spent on the pass so you made your money back now right i yeah i probably broke even yeah so <laughs> I, I went last night it was super rammed amazing vibes yeah dubai yeah. was out in full effect every single person in dubai was at expo last night this is what they wanted yeah the vibe yesterday is what they wanted expo to look like yeah yeah and honestly i think if if 2020 hadn't rolled out the way that it did, I think that Expo vibe would have been, it would have happened much quicker. Yeah, I think the, I mean? the hype kind of died down within the like year and a half of yeah. like where it should have been open but wasn't because of COVID. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, certain countries could come in, other countries mm -hmm. couldn't, but I'm telling you, man, you just do, you never ever bet against Dubai. Do like, it bigger and better than everybody else. Every, you, you, you can't like, I mean, I've hustled in so many <laughs> cities, but Dubai is just like... They're different. It doesn't matter. Sometimes they win in the 10th and 11th round. Sometimes they win in the first round. Yeah. But they they win. And last night was just incredible yeah. vibes. And the city was in such a good place. Plus, we have to remember as well, like, in normal society, there's no crime. Mm -hmm. Okay? These places where there's large gatherings of people, in Europe there might be festivals or otherwise, mm -hmm. are hives for crime. Yeah. If you go to like a wireless festival, yeah. somebody could take your phone out, your bag or anything like that, anything. or there could be a fight or whatever. Yeah, anything, yeah. Last night, gotta be tens of thousands of people, if not more. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've got your phone up, your bag open, because we live in a city where there's no crime, you can mm -hmm. genuinely go and enjoy yourself. Like and there was basically yeah. hardly any I mean, you see some security and some police moving around. But th that's just also for ease of like controlling the crowd. But as that's well. more like if somebody falls over, at least somebody yeah. can come and grab come them. Come and, and grab them. Yeah, know. literally. It wasn't looking for criminals. No, it was no, just, not at all. Dubai is just, I, I just feel like, you know, it's just hit 50 years old. And on balance, especially if you say the last 24 months worth of data, like anthropologically, how it's rolled out, how it's dealt with things. Mm. It's just, we're the best. Yeah. This is the best city to be in. Genuinely, I think so. Yeah. So highlights from last night. So we got up in there about five-ish. Yes. Yeah, five, five-thirty. Yeah. We walked in there. Vibes were great. Mm -hmm. We started moving around a little bit. We met our friend Tahir, yep. who was there with his son Kabir. Kabir's a cool little cat. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed talking to him. <laughs> Ten-year-olds are just next level in it. Like, right. how many shoes can you put in it? Like, it's just, yeah, it's right. Just like, it's just so like questions that yeah. like, <laughs> you just don't think of. <laughs> they just ask these kind of questions. 
So I was like, you yes, we were just jamming with him and just, just having a cool ass time. And, and we had a great time. And then obviously we went to, oh, so shout out to Omo, who we spent a bit of time talking mm. to. She really let mm -hmm. me know what the, the joy level was with Expo. Mm. She, she said that she was recently in Sri Lanka, which is a beautiful country, looking out on the water and being like, I'd rather be Expo. So That's she, crazy. Yeah, and she went to, she finished all of the uh, pavilions eight weeks ago, so end of January. And she goes, I didn't just like walk through and get my stamp. She goes, I took notes. I was looking for investment opportunities. Mm. I was like, this is, I mean, that's, you're perfect. It's like candidate to go mm -hmm. check out Expo. And then shout out to my man, Andre. Mm. It was just so nice to see him. Like I'm putting a picture up on here right now, but if there's any of my Manchester crew and you'd have to go all the way back to like almost day one, but definitely year one and a half of me hustling, this guy was around. And it was just so nice to see him out and about chilling. We're in the African food hall. And a uh, big shout out to him. We should have get him on the show one day. Yeah, we should. Because if you Seems really like want to cool know what guy, Manchester yeah. was like in the 90s and, and the, the world that we came up in, mm. especially as promoters and like hustlers, he, he, he'll he tell you without me even prompting. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. we'll, so definitely shout out to him. And um, and then we bounced around a few places. A lot of places were booked, naturally. F fully booked, literally. Yeah, fully and booked. And a lot of them were pre-booking. So like you couldn't get in unless you had pre-booked because they, they knew there was going to be so many people there. Yeah, exactly. And then our man Sal was over in one of the pavilions and we found out that Chile <laughs> was doing a night. <laughs> so we went to the Chile pavilion and it was just like, they were like, it's an 80s and 90s night on the screen. Yeah. So I was like, all right, dope, let's go. And we got there and it was just literally like a Sony speaker that you yeah. from like the electrical store, <laughs> not even playing 80s and 90s yeah. music. Super lame. So then we moved. And just at that point, uh, Christina Aguilera was coming on. Mm -hmm. uh, Tiesto was going to headline after her. Shout out to DJ Bliss. He was there yep. as well last night. I didn't catch the performance, but uh, Sal did and said it was incredible. So when he went off, Sal went off to check out Bliss's performance. We randomly stumbled into a Greek restaurant. Yeah, yeah, Greek. What and was it, it called? Uh, I don't know, but it was roof, uh, like rooftop of the Greek pavilion. Yeah, rooftop of the Greek. What was it? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it was incredible. And that place was like vibes. literally. <laughs> you walked below. in and it was crazy. Electric. Yeah, the DJ was playing like a whole bunch of like commercial yeah. music. Uh, he played some records way too many times, but whatever. Yeah. That's all good. <laughs> and, um, and it was just vibes galore. And there was yeah. a whole bunch of like super hot people in there, more yeah. towards your age. Yeah, for I sure. saw your eyes were like <laughs> out of your head. I think it's, um, like I mentioned, there's a lot of people who are working at Expo throughout the six months. And since it was their last day, they were like, Gotta go crazy. Yeah, they really... Because it's like, dude, you end up becoming like a mini family. You're working there for six months straight. You're probably within the same like group of people. Yeah. They're basically a mini family and they're all just like vibing. I think that would happen to you as well. You're at the right age. Right? You should apply to be... You know, when there's like a show horse made up of two people, you should apply to be the back part. I think that'd be a, could, have a lot of life lessons. I think coming off this internship, you being the back half of a show horse, mm. puppet horse would be the, the move. I, I could do the, it would be dope to do the Japan Expo. Are they keeping it? Yeah. They're keeping Japan? No, 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 no. The next expo is in Japan. Oh, okay. In 2025. Okay. It would I be mean, dope to go to Japan. Japan would, it. yeah, I mean, yeah. J yeah. Japan, yeah, Japan will definitely be wicked. And, and yeah. I, think, I think what's interesting as well is that Dubai raised the brand of expo. For sure. Because you went to Milan and you were like, it's trash. Well, it, not necessarily trash. It's just like uh, before Dubai that you had nothing to compare it to. That's the thing. So Milan's was great before Expo Dubai became a thing. Yeah. But th like now that there has been an Expo in Dubai, you look at Milan and you're like, oh, it's nothing. Trash. Yeah. Trashy Milan Expo. <laughs> well, I mean, 
Like glad it. I didn't go. <laughs> I just went because I was in Switzerland. What three hour train ride? Yeah, it's worth it. Get some gelato, have a slice yeah. of pizza, be out. <laughs> yeah, right. Just went for a day. Yeah. Did you really? Yeah, in and out. Oh, vibes. Le- so left in the morning, left at night. Okay, okay, got you, got you. Well, anyway, from what I hear, it was like it is what it is, what it is. But I think Dubai's just set like a global standard. I think they every country sure, participated, sure did, yeah. and it was super dope. So yeah, yeah. so I mean, it's but really, every really good. Every country participated because of Dubai. They paid for the pavilions. They didn't have the funding to be there. Amazing. Yeah. Super generous. So it was a, a wicked party um, in the house. You know, we, we got to that place. Sal joined us after being in the uh, Christina Aguilera concert. Mm-hmm. Then it was me, Tahir, you, Tahir's son, Kabir. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Mr. Steal Your Girl showed up. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> <laughs> he was just looking super slick. Yeah. And uh, basically just sucked all of the oxygen out of the room for any <laughs> other male because uh, he was just so slick in there that it's like because he always pulls up in a suit. It's not fair. Yeah, yeah. It's like everyone thinks that like a French James Bond, <laughs> like a Swiss James Bond, the French speaking James yeah, Bond. Right? Yeah, yeah. His name's also Daniel, you know. So it's Daniel. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Daniel Craig. Daniel. Exactly. Yeah. So boom. So yeah. So that was good. And then we all just kicked it, vibed out. Yeah. Shout out to here for giving us a lift home. And um, yeah, man, just wicked. Really, really yeah. good. Lots of. I'm sure during this we'll put up. A bunch of footage yeah, that we'll we shot, uh, but Expo just did a great job. And you know, I feel like even though the first time I went, I was like, "Ah, oh, this isn't really for me." Mm. The fact that there was just like a wild amount of parties going on last night around yes. Expo, I'd be like, "Yeah, if there was if there was a night like that every single weekend." That's what I'm saying. Every week, imagine it was like that. It'd be That'd incredible. be dope because you have a different vibe of every d- pavilion. I'm guessing. Yeah, and you so, know what's crazy as well? My friend Cardinal performed. Yeah, so Cardinal right? and yeah. starting from scratch both performed at the Jubilee stage. Mm. And I was like, ah, you know, it was a bit hectic and a lot of stuff going on. But I actually know I'm like, damn, I wish I could have just gone there and just seen them tear that stage yeah. down. Because I saw the footage, but there was some reason that I couldn't go that night for one reason or another. But I think I should have really, really moved Helen Highwater to mm. go because Cardi's an incredible MC as mm-hmm. well. And he just murders anywhere that he goes. He's just, he's just big energy. Mm. So yeah, that would have been cool. But you know, no regrets. Well, that second night, I got my money's worth out of Expo and last night was an incredible vibe and yeah. everyone was so well behaved. Mm-hmm. What was really interesting as well is that as we were leaving, some guy like had a megaphone that worked for Expo and he was just like hollering. Really? Yeah, and he was just like shouting, 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 like being like, you know, if you had a good time at Expo, you know, we love Expo and everyone That's was like dope. screaming. Yeah. It's like, there was a real sense of like national yeah, pride. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, the way that we dealt with the pandemic, the way that we dealt with expo the way that we hit 50 years as a country yeah the way that we're now putting in stuff for like you know crypto corporation tax mm-hmm. you just you gotta find me a better city than dubai you have to <laughs> persuade me like and i and i never felt that dubai was in the conversation with the londons and new yorks mm. i absolutely feel like it's earned its way up and i've been here for a long time you know i pay my money to be a resident here i have a business registered here i, ben- I benefit mm-hmm. from everything that society gives but I didn't see it in the big leagues. Mm. Now I see it in the big leagues. Like Dubai has yeah. done its damn job. And, and they're going to keep well. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not stopping. Yeah. They're we not even stopping. It's a museum of the future. Yeah. My dad and I, apparently it's crazy. They show plans for like, I don't know, like 2100. Like, they're, yeah. Yeah. like who knows if that'll happen in 2100, but they're looking that far into it. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So amazing job. Amazing job. What else this week? I'm um, not about. Four Piece Workshop. Oh yeah, that was, that was during the week. But yeah. yeah, that was great. So unfortunately, you and Vic both both missed that. But we yes. did a so the way that the four piece works for anybody who's interested is we do a eight hour workshop and then we leave you for 10, 15 days, or you know ten days give or take, and then you come and rejoin us and we do what's called a hangover session where we go over everything that we discussed, we look over the clients' notes, we look over our notes, and then we put together like a playbook. So that was incredible. Shout out to 
our client who I'm sure is going to be putting out some cool stuff mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks who, who came along. And, um, and then again, I just, I think I came home and the next day we were working on the four piece. Yeah. And it just continues to get better. Yeah. Every, fact, saw, every time you work on it, it gets better. Yeah. It's incredible. So that's the four P's and you know, really, really incredible. So really excited to get that out there. I expect at some point in the next month, we're going to have at least some modules that we can see yeah. with our friends, uh, plan, produce, publish, promote, can't go a week without talking about it. And also little Easter egg, the last bit of food that Maya didn't finish. Mm. Very sad. Very, I'm yeah. genuinely sad about that. It really messed me up. Mm. Okay. Um, next up, what do we have? Next, we have news from the week. Oh, what's the big news of the week? Yeah, so what we'll start chosen? off with um, Will Smith and Chris Rock media fallout. Okay, so as you know, we did an emergency podcast right after yep. Will and Chris had their incident. And of course, many of you have seen now that Will Smith went up on stage at the Grammys and gave a full open hand slap to Chris Rock. Uh, very out of character, at least the character yeah. that we know. Um, the media fallout has continued. Uh, mm-hmm. It's amazing that a lot of stuff doesn't have a media cycle that's that long. You know, 24, 48 hours. This one still continues to have ripple effects, even though the memes aren't as funny yeah. as they were a couple of days ago. Um, there seems to be a continued fallout. The Joe Rogan spoken on it, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, and there's been a couple of guests that he's bounced the subjects off. All of the takes are pretty good takes. Um, Will's uh, issued an apology, yep. which will flash up on the screen right now, both panels. And, um, you know, it seems to be the case that real or fake, where do you feel like the world's going? In terms of the event that happened, if it's real or fake, was it staged or not? You saw the rear. You saw the rear angle, didn't you today? Yeah, they, so they they released a rear angle for everybody who doesn't know, and um, that's you 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 can see Jada laughing after um, he screams, um, "Get your wife's name out of my keep my uh, get, keep, keep my wife's, keep name, my wife's name out of your mouth." But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't think it was staged. I don't think it was staged. And if there was any kind of... I don't think they would have done that. If they staged something, I don't think it would have been that. I think the optics of violence are not worth it. Yeah, exactly. Like, stage something, but not with not with also that swearing on live TV. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's another thing that, to me, like, you don't do that. Just because it's everywhere. I don't think you need to... You know, th- so here's a couple of things that have emerged since, since the time. One, should he get the award taken away from him? He's done the work, yeah, and the know. decision about the award was probably made way before the award show. For sure. So let that man keep his award. I don't think there's any greater punishment than the way that the moment was tarnished and the way that the evening was tarnished. Mm. The Him winning his first Grammy at 53 years old after over 30 years in the industry mm-hmm. will always be that geometrically moment. attached to that moment. For sure. So... Yeah, it's up to him. I knew he, he he knew what he was doing at the end of the day. Yeah, well, maybe he didn't. You know, that's another thing that that's another conclusion is that, you know, we've talked about it being this, that, is it right or it's wrong. If we zoom up to the highest level, the man had a mental breakdown. For sure. If he didn't mean for it He's to not, happen, yeah. he had a mental lapse, a mental breakdown. A That was, you know, I'm sure there's been many straws on that camel's back. And unfortunately... Mm. You know, it only takes one straw. Yeah. And it was a light jab. It was a joke about, mm-hmm. you know, hair and bang, off it goes. So the media fallout continues to be interesting. I do believe that if you look at from the moment it happened and the 30 days that follow and then maybe the 90 days that follow, 180 days and 365 days, if you look at the impact on culture, I think it will become in the for the next generation or maybe actually even for people your age, to be honest, mm. if you're going into media right now, People will be writing dissertations about this in the next academic year. Yes, I'm sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full break. Somewhere around the world, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So um, 
so yeah, you know, but interesting, interesting moment, kind of like the whole world turned its attention to that this week. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've done a full breakdown on it. Oh, by the way, shout out to everybody who messaged us and said that mine and your breakdown of that moment was the best analysis they've heard. I'd have to agree. We're incredibly smart. I think smart. so, yeah. Yeah, so, I, so if <laughs> oh, you've you not just called it, me smart for the first time. Huh? I said we. <laughs> yeah, but that includes me being smart. <laughs> yeah, you know, let's, we'll, 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 we'll look up the word we and see what that means. <laughs> we'll, go back to, we'll come back to it. But yeah, so, uh, you know, it was an incredible breakdown. I'm very proud of it. I listened to it again, and I was like, yeah, this is super awesome. So mm. if you've not had a chance to hear it, Probably one of my content recommendations <laughs> is, is go back and listen to uh, the emergency podcast, Raj Ketech show, where we talk about Will Slaps Chris and we talk about, mm-hmm. you know, mental health, Hollywood and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, is that it? No, next is my knee. Oh, wow. Right. Tell us about Big your knee. We've, we've touched on it in previous episodes, um, but tell us the story of Alex's knee. Yeah. So back in late December, I went to play football with my friends for the first time since we all graduated. And uh, I at least stepped onto the field within two minutes. My knee was like so in so much pain. But obviously, me being the idiot I am, I continued playing for another two hours. That's why we need a definition of we when it comes to smart. <laughs> that has to be a weighted allowance there. It has um, to be means tested. Yeah, so then, so then I went to Switzerland. I wasn't able to ski in anything. And I thought, you know, just like something's wrong. Like if I just don't do any sports or anything, it'll get better in like two months, one month, two months, whatever. Yeah. And um, now we're here. I think... Went to the doctor a month ago, got um, three different opinions because the first two were different. So it was a bit of a tricky situation. I was like, which one's right? Can I make a suggestion to save money on the third opinion? Take the first two opinions, lock them in a room with a snap pool cue. Just let them figure it out. <laughs> no, because like the, in Batman. No, but but because the second one I went to see, I, I, I just off his vibe as soon as I stepped into office, I was like, oh boy, this one's <laughs> like, I don't know what he's going to say. Because he was saying something more extreme, right? In terms of treatment. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also something that would bring a lot of money back to them that like, like that, like, I, like I wouldn't need at like my age, you know, like I'm like I'm 18, like, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so the decision was that, um, cartilage from my, uh, my knee went under my, um, knee bone. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically now there's like a hole. There's like no cartilage at a certain point in my knee, Mm -hmm. which, um, needs to get fixed. So I have two options. They Tuesday, um, they're gonna put a camera into my knee, mm-hmm. and either they will take cartilage from lower down in my leg and put it back up, mm-hmm. which isn't ideal because I was talking with um, my aunt who's um, a doctor, and um, she was saying that like maybe on later on in the future, like taking cartilage out of somewhere could impact me, you know, and then it would be the same issue again. And the second option was they do microfracture, so they'll break it and then it'll auto like by itself rebuild itself plus prp which is stem cell therapy basically that's really shocking right it's no fun uh so essentially uh based on what you described there if we imagine what needs to be done to your knee it's kind of like somebody opening an oyster and shoving haribo inside it's like you could say that if you want it needs like a little bit needs a little bit of squishy stuff inside there (laughs) to uh to kind of make it work yeah but yeah good so well so what option are you gonna go for are you gonna get stem cells so the doctor, because if, if the missing piece of cartilage is too big, then they have to take it from somewhere else because PRP and microfracture won't help it. Yeah. If it's smaller than a certain size, they can microfracture in PRP. So okay. it, the, the doctor will put a camera into my knee and decide on the spot. I have, I have no say in what happens. Okay. So that's basically going to be your content recommendation next week. 
Oh, the video? <laughs> I should should upload it to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That'd be so uh, fun. No, I've watched some videos online. It doesn't look very fun. Yeah, it looks nasty. Yeah. So, good. So, well, good luck with that. So, that means Thank effectively you. it's your last week on Algo. No, no, no. I'm doing it. I'll, I'll do it from Abu Dhabi. From your hospital bed? <laughs> no, I'm only in the hospital for a day. Okay, okay, cool. So, I'm out of the hospital Wednesday. Okay, take the USB mic with you. Yeah. And then we'll figure out what we do from there. We, yeah. we Maybe we'll get you to patch in. Maybe I mean, we'll, who maybe knows? We'll I might be like week. so dead from anesthesia, even 48 hours. See, that's a good incentive hours. for me. Seeing you come out of general anesthetic and have you on the show and just blubber <laughs> your way through it. Could actually be better, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it might fix my brain <laughs> it could be an improvement yeah so, um, who knows who so knows? yeah so so good luck with that dude i hope yeah. everything goes well you're heading off to abu dhabi this afternoon yeah and then um please take a hard drive full of content that needs to be done i don't know <laughs> what that is so text vic yeah and um, i mean even if i don't have it on a hard drive dropbox yeah dropbox so we'll get that over to you yeah and um so yeah good luck with that so that, that wraps you. everything up for um i mean damn that is a lot going on this week right considering yeah considering some of the lows but yeah Okay, so what next else? up is content recommendations. Ooh, yeah. So coming off the back of the uh, Will Smith thing, I would say that um, I quite enjoyed the breakdown of Flagrant 2. Mm-hmm. So uh, our friends Andrew Schultz and Akash Singh, they are just great dudes. You know, that podcast and their breakdown of the moment is not going to be for everybody because they're under, under no uncertain terms. To, under no uncertain terms, do they pull any punches? Nope. There's a immediate camaraderie and consolidation around the fact that a comedian, a comic, a working comic, a joke yep. teller was punched, mm-hmm. and they don't like that, and they go all out about that. And there is a lot no of chill, no chill at all. And it actually starts with the Andrew Schultz opening monologue. Uh, which we will, you know, you can see on the screen right now. We have obviously muted the audio, but it's uh, it's super <laughs> worth it. Yeah. It's super worth checking out. You don't have to agree with it. I just think that, you know, when we talk about the media fallout of this moment, mm. if you want to know the most extreme response from the media, yep. you'd want to see these guys do it. But my content recommendation... Well, two seconds. Just on that, I also think it's uh, important to see a comic re- opinion on it because um, say Andrew Schultz was saying the same thing happened to him. Someone slapped him when he was on a small stage. No. Yeah, and um, he 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 was like he was like um I, I had no re- I would have had no reaction as well, but the crowd didn't get to see it because security took the guy before. So it's it, you never knew like the crowd didn't know whether Andrew was gonna act tough or not. I think the joke he said <laughs> he was like he goes the security took him away before he could slap me before I could do nothing. Yeah. And he goes no you mean before you could do something? He goes no I'd have done nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there we go. Yeah Andrew Andrew's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Did I tell you the story when I went to New York in '99? So me and him have been you know chatting for years mm-hmm. on DM. And uh, we had a conversation on the phone. We were out there. We were supposed to get together and have lunch or coffee or something. And then we weren't able to, but he gave me like a couple of tickets to his mm. show and just kept it all the way real. He's a real That's cat. sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you should go do his podcast. Man, I, I'm, not, I'm not big enough, but, but good segue <laughs> because um, good segue because my content recommendation of the week is mm-hmm. Gary V on mm-hmm. Flagrant 2. Flagrant 2, yeah. So our dear friend Gary was over there on the show. He came locked and loaded. Yeah. Ready. <laughs> he was ready to take everything. <laughs> he, you know what's you know what's crazy about Gary V in general? He goes on hot wings mm-hmm. and he's ready to eat the hottest wings. Yeah. He goes on he goes on anything. He's he goes ready on for Larry it. King <laughs> and tears up Larry King the way that Larry mm. King's show is meant to be tore up. Not the not the person Larry King, but he just gave you a great episode mm. of Larry King. 
everywhere he goes, he gives you a great version of what the show's meant to mm -hmm. be. Not, not his, him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's not him wherever he goes. He's the version of him that that show needs to be great. Yeah. Even, sure. even on Vayner World, you know, just I want you to run the clip here, but he even said, like, he's going to dig down a little bit deeper to give us the best interview in the mm. UK ever because he knew it would benefit me. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it comes out of my, my love for you. I feel, like I, I feel like I know that if I do a better job and dig a little deeper and say some new shit here tonight, that that lends itself to more people watching on YouTube, which has a chance to help you in some way, and I really like you. <laughs> it's like he, he prepares mentally. I don't mm. know how much time he invests in it, if at all, but he prepares mentally to give the platform the best version of the platform, which is so weird because it's like, talk about like jab, 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 like give, give, give. He almost tailors the version that yep. you need of him for that platform so that people go, okay, what was one of the best Larry King interviews? Gary Vee. What was one of the best flagrant interviews? Gary Vee. What was one of the best Hot Wings interviews? Gary Vee. Like it's just a very, it's, it's a talent to have. It's, it's also amazing. quite cunning as well yeah. because you just leave a whole bunch of bodies behind you. You, know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. you just like murdered each of those shows. So highly recommended. A lot of talk on NFTs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Andrew and Akash were asking a lot of questions. They were just interested to see. So Yeah, it was yeah. interesting watching Gary spar with Andrew yeah. and then spar with Akash slightly differently, yeah, a bit yeah, more yeah, merciful yeah. on Akash, and then spar with the whole team. So it was, it was very, very fun. And also, also Gary knows when he's being pulled into something mm -hmm. and he knows how to like switch subjects. Yeah. Actually, if you want to see what it's like, you know, I feel like the charisma universities of the world, the YouTube channels are going to start doing breakdowns of how he does what he does mm. because, you know, he's able to like get out of certain arm locks mm -hmm. and certain like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, headlocks yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So very, very good interview. Great if you're a Gary Vee fan. But in general, if you want to know what's going on with NFTs and you want it presented to you in a very non-nerdy way, then that would be my content yeah. recommendation uh, of the week. Also, Vic, who gave us this content, you know, at the end of last week's show. Yeah also sent over Mark Zuckerberg on Tim Ferriss, yep. who I've not heard yet. I know that the group Neither chat guys I. were talking about it. Mm -hmm. I think it might be a little bit on the safe punch side. Like mm. it might be a bit of a friendly friendly one, but let's also see. Also, it's not too, too long. I Fer think Ferriss normally goes long. Yeah, but I, this, uh, I, th I feel like I was surprised by it when I saw how long it was. How long was it? Somewhere between an hour and two? Yeah, that's what I think. No, I swear, normally, he goes up to like three hours. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that's, so I was a bit surprised, but that's good. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll definitely be checking that out. And I've also not finished the Lex Friedman one yet. Mm. So what I might do is I might do a back-to-back -back back -back, Zuckerberg yeah. I think I think it should be interesting because you'll get maybe two different perspectives. Because I mean, they'll be asking different questions and everything. In our industry, if we consume five hours worth of Zuckerberg and get three points out of it, it's completely it's, worth yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because you can just, and you can completely future gaze. And I've been in this industry so long that you just need a couple of deductions to make it worth your while. Yeah. What are your content recommendations? Mine was uh, the Avicii documentary released back in 2018, I think. Okay. But yeah, um, just amazing documentary about his life. What's it called? Where is it? And what made you watch um, it this week? I think it's Avicii colon True Stories. But um, you, you can find it online on streaming. I watched it on Swatch Series. It's just some random streaming website. Okay. Um, Is it on Netflix as well? No. Okay. Um, what made me watch it? I actually was watching... I was watching Stephen Bartlett and Diplo podcast. Okay. Yes. How and is that? Have you seen the full thing? Yeah, yeah. I How is it? it? Yeah, it's good. It's interesting. Um, I mean, yeah, because he, he was, I think, kind of the first big... Um, American DJ, like from like America doing EDM and all of that. Okay. 
and so it's just interesting to see his perspective and he's like 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 most um, artists traveled the whole world and he speaks about Steve like Steven's more of an entrepreneur mindset so he asks him about like how visiting the world and all the different cultures impacted his music style and all of that yeah so it's very interesting yeah it's good so yeah they um they started speaking about the Avicii documentary mm-hmm. and and then I was like oh, I'll go watch that after because I had no clue there was one so the Avicii documentary you enjoyed what were your big takeaways from that you mentioned um, that he 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 did levels when he was twenty one and 21. sold the record for half a million dollars. Half a million dollars, but he, I, you have to give respect to his agent for that because his agent basically kept lying to people. I, I as in like he was like, we already have an offer for half a million, and then the label was like, no, no, we can't do that. And then they would get back, even though they didn't have an offer for half a million, the agent would say it, and then somebody would come and be like, five hundred thousand will match it. Do you know and what the actual offer it. was? Uh, no idea. What would you guess based on watching the documentary? Dude, Where do you feel like the natural organic offers were? What we call the market price? Bro, probably like 50,000. Bro, he, he, he didn't have anything released before that. That was his first big hit. Wow. So I was told this uh, many years ago in business, which is that when you work with an accountant or a lawyer, mm-hmm. the way that you price up how you spend on them because they're expensive people to have around you is they should effectively cost you nothing. Mm. And what I mean by that is that an accountant who is the right accountant for your business and the right kind of cash flow and turnover and business mm-hmm. that you have, the accountant should get in, sort your books out, mm-hmm. and the amount of money they save you or the way that they optimize your books, mm-hmm. what you pay them is a drop in the water. I say mm. all that to say this, which is that if the market price for levels by Avicii was $50,000 mm-hmm. and his agent got him 500000 and the agent took, let's say, 20 points, 20%, mm-hmm. which is a healthy amount. A healthy, yeah. He takes 100K off the top. Mm-hmm. It's still a net-net positive for Avicii, who's still getting 8X what he'd have got. Yeah, if yeah, If he yeah, just gone sure. to, you know, natural market yeah, value. Yeah. So, so these are those kind of things where I just love it, where I love to hear stories like this, where it's like mm. kind of everybody won from that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And the manager, but now it's a high-risk game because the manager could have been tug in here and there and eventually lost the whole deal yeah you know, you for st- sure you stay in negotiation it's, too it's long spe- yeah especially when Avicii was nothing back then yeah yeah and I think it's very impressive also to see as um he was so young and blew up so fast and he 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 wasn't trying to be the greatest DJ he he was just a kid making music and happened to be that so he actually quit music yeah before he passed and it was it, it lead just because he was too stressed and the life just wasn't for him. Mm. So yeah, that, that it's just very interesting because a lot of DJs like you know they play the part, but he was on stage like saying like like I don't want to be there. And and even though I said I give respect to his agent and everything, towards the end of the, his career, it was more like the agents wanted more and more money and didn't want to l- let him cancel his shows because wow. he had like a hundred shows planned already and he was like i can't do this i need to stop now and wow. like they just didn't want to let him the music industry will kind of like squeeze you dry man yeah for sure even even when you pass away if any unreleased music everything goes to the label oh yeah yeah we've seen that we've seen prince's estate act kind of crazy yeah also as well. xxx and um juice world yeah nothing to uh yeah i think xxx his family didn't get any money from the music xxx had a Documentary come out though? No. Juice World did? Juice World did. When he's landing on the plane and doing yeah. all sorts of stuff that you shouldn't be doing. Very good documentary as well. Really, eh? Yeah. I think um, very deep though. Really, really shows his 
side of depression, anxiety, and just everything. It was completely raw. Mm. Well, if you're uh, if you're looking for something, then maybe the layup would be Diplo on Stephen Bartlett. Yeah. Shout out Stephen Bartlett, top yeah. lad. And then also, you know, for your main course, go with the Avicii documentary. Yeah. And if you still got space for dessert, <laughs> go for the Juice World documentary. Yeah. And if you're not completely depressed at the end of that, then um, just look at CCTV footage of Alex in the club last night. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. I no. stood behind you and your pops and I was like, oh, man, this is a... Yeah, me and my dad have to go crazy when we go out. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's crazy. No, no, but I'm saying like, I'm just saying like, man, your dad is a G. He is. He really Fucking, is. He really is a legend. G. So, uh, okay, cool. What, what, we, what we're to next? Shout outs. Okay, shout outs. Let's get into it. So, firstly, today is uh, April 1st, which is my brother-in-law's birthday. Shout out to nice. Wes. Yeah, uh, shout out. Yeah, happy birthday to him. 37 years old and um, married to my sister. So, ups and downs. And then <laughs> tomorrow is my dad's birthday. Nice. Thank happy you. birthday to him. Yes, thank you. I will pass that on. Well, I'm sure he'll see it. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be 59. No, mm. 69. Yeah. Pro, yeah, it's more accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your dad's. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, cool. So um, so shout out to my dad. And, uh, you know, cool. Like two two dudes in our family having a birthday a day apart, which is amazing. And then, uh, as I mentioned before, shout out to Dr. Guy Benyon, who just kind of did really great for my, in her last few months, gave her two or three more shots uh, at life. Because uh, she, she was in a bad way several times. We actually saw some kind of like distressful things around yep. the house, like accidents and things mm. like that. And so, um, you know, he definitely managed to to give her two or three more goes at the radio, two or three more little extra matinee performances. Mm -hmm. And uh, so shout out to him and the whole team over at uh, Umsakim Vet Center. And, oh, yeah, I wanted to do this. I thought this would be a nice thing to do. I actually wanted to give a shout out to Chris Fade for his wedding. Mm. Because I don't know the cat. Obviously, we know he's a fan of the show because yeah. we got that like <laughs> from him. But um, I feel like the way that he did the rollout of his wedding mm -hmm. was really classy. Mm. Like I saw some videos, yeah. Yeah, I think when you're like when you're like the number one media personality in, as I mentioned now, one of the number one markets in the world, mm -hmm. Dubai, there would be so many options to like spin it this way, spin it that way, yeah, yeah, yeah. sell it out this way, sell it out that way. Man, he just looked like he just threw a dope ass wedding. Yeah, he he kept it real at the Ritz Carlton. The, the the theme from right the way through was all about love and family. A mm -hmm. uh, very cool IG stream with thousands of people. I feel like it was like six, five, six thousand people really? on the stream. Yanni's IG, which is unheard of for a, yeah, for a media a celebrity or any brand in this market mm -hmm. to get that many people simultaneously. A lot of love, um, even right through to like this clip that he posted the other day of like him and his wife returning home with their kids and. Uh, you know, the kids were holding the dress and he was just like, this is my favorite moment ever. I just feel like, you know, a lot of people like look at someone that size and go, oh, you know, da, da, da. there's going to be all sorts of like feelings towards a cat like that. But actually, I feel like when it came down to it, he ha he 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 really set a good example in terms of how to do it. And, you know, he just I, I wanted to give him a shout out for just in general for getting married and, and the happiness that comes with it. But I also feel like he he. He handled the rollout of his wedding in terms of to the public in a very, very classy way. So shout out to him. Uh, I, I know for some point we're going to end up like, you know, running into the guy and I'll tell him to his face. But yeah, really, really well done. That whole thing mm -hmm. It was really masterfully put together. And as a media guy who looks at stuff like that and really analyzes mm -hmm. it, I thought, you know, I was like, damn, I'm so glad that he did that because 
Chris's face is on everything. Like yeah. if a tree falls over in the woods <laughs> and Chris Fade doesn't announce it, did the tree really fall over? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's he's that big. But but the way he handled that was incredible. So I, I really like that. And um yeah, we should have given him a shout out a few weeks ago when it happened. I I just I mm. meant to it was on the screen. But yeah, big up to him and the whole crew that he rolls with. Yeah, dope. What about you? Any shouts? Um no. You better shout out that doctor that's gonna be shoving his finger in your knee. Yeah. Shout you know out Sebastian. Is that who it is? Yeah. Bastian? Sebastian. Sebastian. He's from like Argentina or something. I was going to ask Sebastian for uh, English, English. He's from Argentina. Yeah. He's going to be serving bits of your knee up for dinner. Uh, I hope they're not. Used to the, they're, used to like the, <laughs> they're used to like prime meats, my friend. Um, you're going to be pumping out some bone marrow out of you. I hope not. Well, I hope not too. And I certainly, <laughs> wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't buy it. And if I did buy it, I'd give it back to you so you could oh, inject that's it so back nice. in. That's so nice of you. Yeah. Exactly, cool. So no shout outs, not even a shout out for Vic, but in a way. Yeah, okay. Shout, shout, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Vic, honestly. I think he, he sent some pictures over. It looks like he's having a good time. It does, it does. It doesn't look Mauritius like Russell came at all. <laughs> nice. Yeah, Mauritius looks beautiful. No, no, it does. I'll, I'll put the pictures he sent up. Yeah. It looks beautiful. No, don't. Okay, Why? we'll ask him and then we'll decide if we want to put the pictures he sent up. It's a picture of a beach. True. It's <laughs> <laughs> so a picture of him at the beach. It's you just know the you beach. Do. When, we, when we put a picture of the beach up right now, we should put maybe generic beach <laughs> underneath just like put a star next to it so yeah we should take a stock image and yeah. put it up. we should just get this like white family <laughs> just on the beach somewhere just like shout out to Vic should. and his family yeah that'd be amazing um, and you should have I stuck photo right across the middle that'd be or the get best images. yeah get images like yeah completely not licensed brilliant yeah. okay cool yeah. let's do that that'd be the best healthy healthy way to keep continue uh you know his dude we also didn't have end up having a guest on today yeah, so interestingly, like I mentioned, Jay's in town, Vic's older brother, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my boy Suj is landing this afternoon. Many of you know Suj is the guy that I partnered with on both the Vayner Worlds and mm. a whole bunch of other businesses in terms of, um, I consulted on his group of companies, and then we also did parties together, like the Gherkin parties, that was all instigated mm. by him. So, um, so he's in town, but these cats are not around until the afternoon, so I thought best just to get Algo in, and actually having a bunch of cats around when I'm talking about Maya's thing, it's just not the vibe I was trying to get because they wouldn't get it. At least me and you were around her all the time. Yeah, for sure. So we saw the vibe. So I just wanted to kind of like create space for that. Um, but yeah, that's the, those two. Obviously, Jay is my cousin and Serge is my mm-hmm. dog for life. So we might end up doing something. Maybe when you're gone, we'll record something. Mm. And um, yeah, man. So just, yeah, yeah shout outs to them. Looking forward to hanging out with mm-hmm. them and their respective children this weekend mm. doing, you know, kids stuff, whatever kids do. Mm-hmm. And all then right. there's also Samer from Akiba Dewey. Oh, yo, shout out to my dog, Samer. He's, a, <laughs> he's a, a restaurateur in the city. He owns mm-hmm. a very, very popular restaurant called Akiba Dori. Yep. He's just, well, he's, he's had one in D3 for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we very got a lot, good. Huh? Very good. Fire restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Licensed, Licensed restaurant. Licensed as well, yeah. The, the, sh- the shtick there, I don't want to give it away, but basically they have uh, Japanese flour mm-hmm. with Italian ingredients. Yep. And they put a pizza together mm-hmm. that's cooked in one minute. Great. In a furnace that's so big that you could basically hold hands with 10 of your friends <laughs> and walk in to the yeah, gates it's of hell. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it, he's, my man's not like gypped out on his expenses at all. He's really mm. gone in there. And it's uh, it's not the cheapest restaurant in the world, but it's I've taken many people there and they've been like, yo, it's fire. Anyway, the reason why I want to give him a shout out is he opened up a restaurant in uh, Saudi, which is cool, but I'm not going to go to Saudi, Saudi anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In some cool Damn, part of Saudi. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you but, know where in Riyadh or? 
some part of Saudi, who knows, could be anywhere, yeah. any, any, anywhere yeah. outside business bay is Saudi, as far as <laughs> I'm concerned. Um, and then, but the reason I want to give my man a shout out is because there's a new part of Dubai that's opened up. I think it's called Marina Walk or something like that. Mm. It's somewhere near Marina and JBR. And he's got a outlet there, a licensed outlet. Nice. So I'm definitely going to go down there with some friends and, um, and go kick it. But, you know, if you, I feel like, see, the weird thing about D3, right, is that it's like a super destination place. Mm. It's, not, it's not like City Walk where you've got friends that live there. Mm -hmm. There's not residential yeah. there. But, yeah. And, and so, therefore, what are the incentives to go to D3 on quiet times? You know what I mean? Like, True. Uh, it's not as if there's like a community there on weekends. It's weird. For an arts part of the city, it has similar dynamics to the financial districts in London. Mm. The financial district's empty on the weekends. Well, it certainly was pre-COVID. That's why all the brown people go and do parties there, because <laughs> all the white people have left. So we, we, you have the same thing with D3 at the moment. And I feel like Akiba Dori is one of the places where you do get in your car from another cool place like downtown or DIFC and you drive over there because that pizza is one of one and the mm -hmm. Japanese beers that they've got are like one of one. So super worth it. And it turns out, again, he's another cat that like mutual friends have always said to me, like you and him should hang out. He's a cool cat. Turns out we're the same age. Turns out he's a nightlife promoter mm. and um, you know, boom, boom, boom. And so about six months ago, whatever we kicked it, I think you were there. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, me and him went for breakfast to, um, Tom and Serge. Tom and Serge, yeah. And then uh, we just we just vibe straight away. And then I've been following his Instagram and he's just been doing fire stuff. So big up to him. I'm just proud of all the entrepreneurs in Sick. the city that are doing their thing. And um, especially when they keep such high high quality standards, you feel me? Mm -hmm. Wicked. So yeah. that's my shout outs. Anybody else? Um, the girl from D3. Sophie, big up to her. Mm -hmm. mm, I'll reveal more about her in time. Okay. Yeah, good Fair. vibe, good vibe. Yeah. I, need to go, I need to go spend a bit of time with her. But yeah, big up to her as well. And Haiku for introducing us. All right, Wicked. So... If you enjoyed the show, give us a five-star rating and review on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to need to... Yo, yo. It's Can I take some of my stem cells and, in, and put them into your knee? Let yo. me take some stem cells from my brain and put them into your knee. Five stars is only on... Spotify. Five-star rating and review on... Apple Podcasts. And then on YouTube, make sure you... Like, comment, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell... And in all platforms, make sure that you share it with anybody who wants to enjoy this podcast. Which is everybody. Because it's the everybody, greatest, yeah. It's the greatest who, who podcast. doesn't enjoy this? Number one podcast in Dubai. And as we found out last night, Dubai is the number one city in the world. So we have the number one podcast in the number one city in the world. Yeah. And Your we don't respect. even have, we don't respect. even have the most amount of listeners. Right. But it's just, this is just the best, best podcast. You know what's weird? It's not as if I'm like an underconfident guy, but <laughs> I, I love listening to this podcast. I listen to this podcast <laughs> all the time. I once you've edited it, I watch it to sign it off, and then you rewatch it. Once then it's I rewatch it just just to enjoy just, it, yeah. and then I play the audio twice as well, just driving <laughs> around in the car. It's the best podcast. Dude, it really is good. There's because you got to think about it. Is there any podcast better than the Raj Kattet show in Dubai <sighs> or worldwide? Worldwide, we're one of the best, and in Dubai, I'd we're say the worldwide. Best. We'll, I'll give us like top like seven. Should I tell you why I say that? Because some people are like <laughs> some people are like, f this guy, but I'm saying that based on during COVID year, mm -hmm. I listened to because I Spotify told me how many minutes of podcasts I listened to, mm -hmm. and I broke that down into working days, Oof. and I listened to 62 or 68 equivalent working days in a year, in a year, which is the equivalent of I believe three months, three months, because there's 20, 21 two, days, 
yeah. In a, in a working month. You said six. Oh, so it'd be the working, same as working. Yeah, it'd be the yeah, same yeah. as going to work for three months, working nine to five, nine to six, and listening to podcasts all day. That's, that's your job. That, that's crazy. So that's what I did in 2020. I know podcasts and I made one based on what I like, which is this podcast, which is, you know, basically from the first episode became the number one podcast in Dubai, which is fair. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love it. I, 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 I think I, it's just a really real and raw as well. It's not like we're like trying to be people we're not. Yeah, and also we're not. That's not me dissing anyone, by the way, because I don't watch any podcasts from Dubai. Oh, but, but like, like, like for example, right? Like, there is a lot of pandering brands mm. worldwide. Yeah, but like everywhere. you know, just people pander like to stupid people. If you're a stupid guy, you're not going to listen to this podcast because we, because we we talk we talk real cultural stuff. Yeah. And then we talk like, you know, macroeconomic stuff. And we talk like, you know, sometimes we use big words and sometimes we use stupid words, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But you like, get all ends of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, you get all ends of the spectrum. And it's like, you know, like, for example, right? Like today's, um, today's uh, uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah. Right? So I went on Instagram and, oh, by the way, speaking of Chris Fade, he did a good one. Really? He, yeah, he created like Fade Fit Fly or something like that. Fade and he basically superimpo- superimposed his logo on the, on the side of a plane. Oh. And he was saying that basically we've now got I've now got a family friendly oh. airline. The weird thing about that though, and I'll give him his credit. <laughs> obviously, it's a joke and it's corny, but that dude's that dude could have his own airline. He's that big in this city that he could dude, do a collab with Emirates, in the city. and he could have he could have like just three or four A three eighties. You know, if if he hits ten years on radio or whatever, I don't know. I'm sure he's done more than that already. But like he could have, or if he does fifteen years on radio, he could have a fleet of 15 planes for 15 days with his branding mm. on. Like he, just, he could just do it. He could just pull it off. Dude, Why that'd not? be pretty sick. Exactly. So anyway, he did that and that was pretty cool. And then um, Love in Dubai did one, which was like, I think they changed their name to like Dubai. What was it? Dubai Solutions. Dubai Solutions. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, great. You know, it's cool. But all, all these name changes, they always happen on April Fool's. <laughs> yeah, they all have an April Fool's. But you know, you know why it happens? If you look in the comments, there's just no, there's no shortage of stupid people. <laughs> like people were in love in Dubai's comments like, yeah, man, but I really like love in Dubai. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can you take the love out? And I'm like, dude, it's also because of like people who don't know it's April Fool's. Like I completely forgot until I walked in here and you told me. But you, you must, show, you must follow a certain mental model where you're like, hang on a second. Why is this? You try and run the... Yeah, 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 that's true. But I wouldn't have come to the conclusion of it being April Fool's unless I, like, remembered that it was April Fool's. Fair. In some cases, some people don't know it's April Fool's. Yeah, yeah. But in most cases, honestly, this all comes from (laughs) inbreeding. So I agree. There's there's some some genetic issues somewhere. If you you see that and you think, oh, hang on a second, you're like, if you're protesting in the comments... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not a comment type of person either. I don't just go and comment. No, but some people like raging in the comments. Like some, I mean, obviously for Chris's stuff, it was really good. They were like gushing and they were really happy for him as they should be. (laughs) That's a great moment, right? But like, you know, some people were like raging and I checked some of the avatars (laughs) of the people that were raging in the Loving Dubai one and it was like you know, that yeah. basic ass <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Jamera, like, like chick that was doing it. And I was like, oh, this is terrible. And I think it's at that point that if you are that stupid, you should talk to your parents and be like, listen, <laughs> was there, was there mercury near our house when I was growing up? And did I inhale any of it? 
because I answer really is probably like, yes. Yeah, the answer is probably <laughs> yes. And I feel like it's acting as a cognitive inhibitor now as I mm-hmm. try and move through life as an adult. Anyway, we've we've asked you what we need you to do. Uh, yep. Spotify, YouTube, gang, 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 and um, hit us up. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, rest in peace to Maya. Yeah. Rest in peace to. Have a wonderful time up there with all of the uh, other pets that I'm sure other people will. have lost. Yeah, she will. I'm real sad about that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, peace to everybody, man. I hope you enjoyed the show.